What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode six. In today's episode, we're talking about video games and mental health. We're taking a new spin today, and we're talking about how video games can actually help you feel connected in a time like this, COVID. So let's dive in. Oh, hey, fancy seeing you here. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Naomi, your host, and this is Mindful Movement. We talk about psychology, fitness, nutrition, and how all of those things are kind of the same thing, but not at all, or rather how they're connected. So let's get to it. Before we get talking about video games today, I'm going to take care of some housekeeping things. So if you don't want to hear this, I will provide you a timestamp in the show notes. Have no fear. You don't have to hear me babble about updates. I am, well, speaking of updates, I am doing my best and I just ordered some gear to be able to put this on YouTube quickly and efficiently. So it blows my mind, fun fact, that I think it's like almost 60% of podcasting, like airtime, listening time is conducted on YouTube, which that that's insane you people don't use a podcasting app which is wild so if that's the case i decided i should put it on the youtubes which means i need to include my face which i have no idea how that will go over but either way hopefully then we'll have some visual aids when i talk about stuff that might be cool and on youtube it'll be a little different it'll have its own intro Um, and obviously the visuals will be there. So be on the lookout for that. I was going to upload the old episodes. I still might do that, but there's no like visual component for them. So I don't know how fun that would be. Um, but I am looking to throw them on the YouTubes that's happening. I finally shared this with all of my lovely friends on the Instagrams. So if you don't follow my Instagram for my podcast and you care about this kind of stuff and you would like to, please go follow that Instagram. Um, that is mindfulmovement.cpt. What else? What else? I think that's all. Let's dive into video games. Okay. Video games. I know a lot of you probably stare at your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your wife or your kid or whoever and you think, how do you play that all day long and what are you getting out of it? There's a lot of research to support the negative aspects of video games and I think that just like anything else, video games need to be played in moderation and they certainly can suck you dry of your time, motivation, and mental health. But I'm going to make a case today that argues for video games for the use of connection in times of social distancing and spotlight a study that I thought was really, really cool um, about elderly people and their feeling of connection And lastly, we're going to kind of talk about and raise the question of, will our generation, the millennial generation, the homeland generation after us, or as they're being called Gen Z, I believe, will they feel more connected at an older age because they are used to connection digitally? I think that the suffering from lack of connection via a digital platform 
is often felt by those who aren't used to it and don't know how. Digital connection is not a substitute for physical connection, but it is real. It does exist. And there's tons of people who only have online friendships. I don't think that's healthy, but it does state the case that it does serve as a human connection, which is very vital for just our health, our mental health, the whole thing. So let's start building the case for why video games can actually be a positive aspect for your mental health and how I will preface this. They do need to be used in moderation. And I do think that this is very unique to games, which you use discord or some type of team speak, um, which for those of you that don't know, it just means that you have a headset on and you're basically for lack of better words, you're on the phone with a bunch of other people playing the video game. This will one help you feel connected just like a telephone call but two you're spending time doing activity and bonding with other people when you play a video game and you're using discord or Teamspeak and you're all there together it's like you're hanging out in a room but you're not and you're also bonding over collaborative play most of the time sometimes it can be competitive but a lot of the time you're playing a role-playing game and you're kind of running around for those of you that don't know, a role-playing game just means you're a character and it's usually open world, which means you're running around a map doing things. Um, it's not, so I'm having a hard time explaining (laughs) video games to people don't know about video games. Um, there's like two camps of people. You either play video games, you game or you're a gamer or you're not like, there's not this weird middle of the road camp which I actually think I'm kind of in, like I can kind of play video games leisurely and I don't tend to get addicted to them, Um, which sorry to all my gamer friends. They're like, where have you been? (laughs) Oh, you know, doing other things. But what I'm getting out here is it's hard to explain it because (laughs) it's so all the lingo and all the things, it's like, um, it's a whole new world, but I'm, I'm doing my best. So I play World of Warcraft. That's an uh, open world, open map game. I use Discord to hang out with my friends on there. And you can do all kinds of stuff. There's lots of different ways to play the game. But at the end of the day, I usually hop on for like only 60 to 90 minutes. I get to hang out with like one of my very best friends and we just have a good time. Sometimes I hop on and I play with my other friends and I'm just hanging out, but I feel connected to people. And I think that this is really important in a time of social distancing, because if we don't take the time to make phone calls and verbally affirm each other, I think that we begin to feel very disconnected from one another. And like I had mentioned in a previous podcast episode about kind of taking what we can get in this time, I think that it's important to kind of shift your normal. I don't think, I think it's kind of a fool's errand to say everything's going to be normal and we're all going to get to hang out tomorrow. No, (laughs) it's more of a bell curve like everything else in this world. So I think that we would all be well suited to adapt for our mental health and connect with people in new ways. So if you don't play video games, I think that you should give it a go, but The caveat to that is give it a go with some friends, use TeamSpeak, Discord, have a great time. I actually think that Discord is just a wonderful place to hang out, period, just verbally with your friends. It's like when you're a little kid and you 
use walkie-talkies to talk to your sibling from across the, the house or maybe your friend across the neighborhood, but you're connected and you're just kind of hanging out. One of my very best friends, we hang out on the phone. I would love to hang out on Discord with her and like five, six, 50 other people, whatever. It would be a great time. So let's, I'm putting it out in the world right now. If you don't own Discord and you have no idea what it is, go download it right now. I have my own server for you. Mindful movement. We can all hang out on there. They'll probably be me and one other person. <laughs> but you know what? Go run because it's amazing. You can start your own little server. It's you can have chats on there. You can get it on your cell phone. It's incredible. It needs to be something that everyone uses. Let's blow Discord up. If you're a gamer and you're not a gamer, y'all need Discord. Every single one of you needs Discord. Amazing. Anyways, back to the point. There was this study on elderly people. Let's talk about it. This first study we're going to talk about was conducted at the University of California, San Francisco in September of 2013. There were 174 participants, ages ranging from 20 to 79. The participants were split up into three groups by age. The younger participants were used almost as a control group to see, well, not technically a control group, but they basically compared the three groups against each other to see if there was any sort of progression in the groups with cognitive control. They split them up into the three groups that I had mentioned and they had them play a 3D video game. As they got better, the video game got harder. If you haven't played a video game in a long time, it's pretty it's it's a lot more cognitive than you would think you're often multitasking you have a goal there's a lot going on and the motor control with your hands is actually really really complicated that's why if you've never played the video game your husband son wife whoever is playing and you hop on to play with them and oblige them for a moment you suck at it you don't have the cognition and the cognitive control one or the memory muscle with the remote to know what you're doing. And even if you have the cognitive ability to understand what you're doing, it's hard to translate that to your hands and your fingers to be able to move the character or the object in question where you want it to be digitally. All of this takes a lot of brain functioning. And as a small aside, I still am so torn on if video games for kids with certain boundaries are actually making them smarter or if they're just draining their motivation and making them lazy. It might actually be both of those things. It might teach... Ugh, I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole. Did you see me almost go down a rabbit hole? We're going to rewind back to the study. So they noticed that seniors who played the multitasking game for one hour a day, just three times a week, so 12 hours of training really, significantly improved their multitasking performance in real life as well as at the video game. They were superior to the 20-year-olds who were untrained, which is actually really, really cool. It means that you can still have cognitive control when you're older and your brain doesn't just have to turn to mush, which of course we knew, but it's nice to have a little bit of evidence to back it. This next study is the one that 
I found very, very awesome. I thought it was amazing. This was a 2017 publication out of Crimson Publishers, and basically it took a few studies that focused on social connectedness and older adults and their mental health. There's most of the studies out there focus on cognition or physical benefits, like I had just mentioned, but there are more coming out that have to do with social connectedness. And they found that when older adults, the elderly, are an obviously, I'm pretty sure this can be <laughs> um, perspected out to all age ranges, that when they played video games, they felt so much more socially connected to one another. And the conclusion of this study was basically that all the research points to playing video games actually leads to long-term health and better mental health for the elderly folk who are feeling so disconnected from one another. It's really important to note that we look at the elderly population specifically in this instance because they're usually kept in old folks homes they're not very mobile and they're really socially isolated they often spend time in their rooms and they don't get to go out and socialize much whether it be because of physical conditions health conditions or just not really having very many friends anymore so does that not sound pretty familiar to what we're all going through right now with stay-at-home orders yes Yes, it does. So I think that there's pretty ample evidence. There's lots of studies that have been done recently. I will cite a bunch of them in the show notes. There's one from 2015, 2009. That's, well, I guess, 10 years ago. 11 now. 2013, 2011. Um, but there's a lot of studies here that basically have all been conducted on elderly people, socially isolated people that state that this is really good for social connectedness and i could not agree more i hope that i'm making a good case for you to at least download discord and hang out um, digitally with people you don't have to use zoom zoom is kind of garbage it is nice to see people don't get me wrong but discord is just a whole new community and a level of connectedness so with that said we're gonna leave the studies behind us and we're gonna talk about how Hanging out in Discord and Twitch even or video gamers, they all are such an amazing community. A lot of people kind of, let me rewind, most people subscribe to one or two or five main communities. An example might be, I use Instagram, so I'm part of the Instagram community. I use Twitter, so I'm part of the Twitter community. I like to work out, so I'm part of the work or the gym community. And I am part of my work community. Those are my main communities. Um, another example might be, my family is my main community because I have a really good family culture. My other community is my multi-level marketing company because I find community and connectedness through them. And then I also am an Instagram user, so I find connectedness through Instagram. And that's about it. Do you, I hope I'm making sense here. So the gaming community, I guess, can be paralleled to a gym community or any other kind of hobby or sport community. People are funny in the way that they connect with one another. We often join sports teams or 
card game clubs or some type of club or organization or sports-centered thing to feel connected to one another. People are meant to be connected. They're meant to be in tribe. We like each other. I used to have a fish hobby when I was younger and there's certain breeds of fish and types of fish that like to be together. They're called schooling fish. There's other fish that don't like to be with other fish. They're single lone fish. This is like cichlids. Cichlids are a type of fish that only like each other. Or beta fish would be a good example for, for the lay fish, fish enthusiast. But they basically attack and don't like other fish in their area. They are not a community driven animal. We are tribes. We love each other as much as we don't. We need to be connected whether you like it or not. Introvert, extrovert, unique connectedness. And I really believe that being part of the gaming and video game community, it you're so connected. There's a reason people can spend 12 hours a day on a game. It's not because they're just on the game. They're usually talking to other people. There's a lot of dopamine response happening and reward systems running that I'm not going to dive into today, but really they're getting tribe and connectedness and we would be fools to overlook this. So if you haven't already, download Discord. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. I'm going to put my server link in there and trust me, you guys, there's voice channels. There's like text chat channels. You can share your screen. It is way, way, way better than every other, I don't know, connectedness platform. And to play video games, what you do it is the general of them. But to be part of Twitch, I had mentioned, or the gaming community is you just feel like one of us, like I'm one of these people. These are my people. And it's that same feeling that I get when I walk into the community that I have at the gym. Those are my people. They understand what I like. They understand me. You know what I mean? The, the gaming community is, is no different. Give it a go. It's amazing. If you just, just give it a shot. Try something really simple at first. You don't have to take something on like that your son plays. Like you don't have to play Fortnite, okay? And, and don't get me wrong. Fortnite's a blasty blast, okay? There's tons of games. Look one up. Play an old school game. Pull out EverQuest. <laughs> I don't even know if you could still play that, but I think you can. Now, we talked about a few of the studies, mental health and video games, but I want to touch on digital connection because I believe it's along the same vein and I have another 10 minutes or so to fill that I think I could blab about this with that will provide a little bit of value. Digital connection, things that can be shoved in this box are things like social media, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, like I had mentioned, um, any form of Zoom is digital connection. Any form of connecting to people socially through digital media is connection. I think it's really important to remember when you're using social media sites Anything you share is a part of your media source. So if you share it, I think that you should fact check it because we are all so quick to harp on big media to say they don't know what they're talking about. If you're a reporter, you have to research and write articles 
or your broadcast that you're going to do before you do it. You can't just hop on and talk all willy nilly, just like I can't, well, you could, but it it doesn't go over well. Like I wouldn't want to hop on this podcast and just start spitting a bunch of stuff that I think I know about, but I haven't researched. I understand that this is part of my personality, but I highly encourage you to remember that when you're posting things on your social media, you're a little pinpoint of media and collectively we set the tone in the culture for the media culture that's just the truth so if you find that you're often sharing powerful things on your feed which is the case right now it seems to me i think that it would be really really responsible and wonderful if you were to fact check those things you don't have to i understand feeling really emotionally tied to something and moved by it. But I think that's even more reason to fact check it. So you really are involved in the issue instead of seeing something and just sharing it. I think that this works in reverse as well. If you see something on someone's feed, instead of just arguing with them, if they oppose your feeling or your logical position, those two things are very different. I think that you should research it before you freak out if you can. I understand being in an emotional space. I understand that it's hard to make space socially because when we're socially, sorry, make space digitally, because when we're connected socially through digital media, there's a buffer between all of us. It's a lot easier to be disrespectful or rude, not as kind, not as empathetic. And I think that that's really, really common when tone of voice is removed, which is why I made such a big case for Discord and using a form of connection that uses audio so you can hear the inflections in somebody's voice. We've already removed such a huge part of social communication, which is body language. Body language is huge. If you can't see someone's body language and their cues, we have nothing left but tone of voice. When you remove tone of voice, you imply your own feeling in tone of voice when you read something. Think that next time you read something to yourself and you like it or you don't like it. That's your feelings and your tone of voice being put over that person's sentence. Now, there's obviously some things like exclamation points and periods and commas and all that fun stuff to imply cadence, tone, um, and power when you are writing, but this doesn't suffice for the human voice. I think that's really important when it comes to connecting digitally for everybody's mental health. Connecting digitally for mental health is really, 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 really useful when used properly, and it's really powerful, and that power can be used in a negative or a positive light. So when you are scrolling on Instagram, reading your Twitter, or on the TikToks, TikTok's even better because it's more fun, and I think that has to do with the lack of written. It's all sounds. Haha, something to chew on or think about. Anyways, um, Facebook or Instagram, I think, suffer from this the most. Twitter seems to be a little bit more... No, people get get scrappy on Twitter. We'll include Twitter in there. Um, I was going to say it's a little more fact-based, but it, it's not. It looks digital or data-based, but it, it's usually with um, sharing of articles and things, but that's kind of my own sphere of reflection from Twitter, and that's not accurate. 
So I take it back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's really important to note when using your social media and scrolling. And, and it's to say that when people say something that oppose you, if you've done all the responsible things and researched enough or know enough about a topic and you feel a responsibility or a duty to voice the correctness that opposes somebody, I think that you should do that in a really respectful manner and you have every right to do so. Nobody ever listened to someone who's screaming at them. Nobody. So if you really, really, really want to change and impact somebody and change their mind, be respectful, be empathetic, be kind, be open. You're not doing anybody any favors by biting and fighting them. You're not. It might make you feel good in the short run, but in the long run, it's bad for your mental health and it's bad for everybody else's mental health, to be honest. Be nice, be kind. And if it hurts you to be kind and it feels, I don't know, bad, I beg you to ask yourself why that's the case. I think that's more important. Anyways, we have gone down a rabbit hole. We are going to loop back to digital connection and video games. And I'm going to, again, connect this to video games by saying video games are often lighthearted and fun connection points that are done verbally, digitally, and are not permanent. They're like a phone call. After the call, it's gone. You know what I mean? It's good. It's good. So one last time, download Discord in the link. Go to the Mindful Movement server and add it. Add me on Discord as a friend. We can chit-chat on there. It would be great. We can make our own little community, our own little digital connected community, and it will be amazing. I leave you with a beautiful message today, and it's to be open, kind, and respectful to one another, even when you have opposing opinions, to connect digitally and see the positives in it. Sit down, relax, play a video game, and I will see you next time. 